been talking about spiritual gifts for some time now. And I want to hope that you guys are learning something. And I want to hope that you are growing in these things. It is not child play. These are designed for our spiritual growth and spiritual usefulness in the kingdom of God. No one who is a minister should be ignorant of the gifts of the Spirit. Many know the fruit of the Spirit, but not very many know the gifts of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit helps to develop in us Christian character. They help us to grow, to become like Christ. Galatians 5.22, upwards, you see the fruit of the Spirit there. But the gift of the Spirit is what turns you into a blessing. Is what makes you an able minister of the New Testament. Is what makes your life useful in your family, in the church, and in the society. It is how you are able to be a blessing to other people. Now... In the world today, many are sick, many are terminally ill, many are broke financially, many are disturbed emotionally, some are dealing with anxiety disorder. How can you be a blessing to them? How can you be of help? You can't be of help unless you're empowered to be of help. And our empowerment program is what is loaded in the gifts of the Spirit. Interestingly, not many Christians are interested in knowing these things. And that's why you see this kind of turnout at Bible study. Because not many, apart from those who are genuinely not physically available, who are probably plugging in online, some watching via Facebook, some via YouTube, and some listening via Mixelow, how many are really, really, really interested in the things of God? And you see, this is what makes the difference. The same God overall is rich unto all that call upon him, but we don't call upon him the same way. We are not passionate at the same level about the things of God. And that always makes a difference. Hunger, spiritual hunger for the things of God. For those who have it, you always over time will see the difference between them and those who are not hungry for the things of God. Some have arrived spiritually. They know everything already. So what is pastor going to say? Some. They haven't arrived, but they just don't care. They, they can't be bothered. But the few who press into God always find God. Jeremiah 30 and verse 21. It says, your noble shall be from your people. Your, your governor shall be from among your people. And I will cause him to approach unto me. And he shall approach unto me. For who is this that engaged his heart to approach unto me? Who is this? Who is this that engaged his heart? That desire must be there. That thirst. That look, I want to grow. I want to know the things of God. I want to know the things of the Spirit. Not just mundane things. Many people have said to the Lord, just give me bless, bread and butter. Bless me. Bless my house. Bless my dog. Meet my daily needs. If you do that, I'm fine. They don't want to ever be useful. What do you do when you have a family member who comes down with cancer and you don't want them to die? Or a friend, someone you know, and the devil is oppressing them. 
Because cancer is of the devil. It's not from God. There's no cancer in heaven. So where will, get, where will God get it from? And then put it on his children. We know who the oppressor is. Cancer is an oppression from the devil. John 10.10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Not all that were oppressed by his father. All that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Because God, being with him, is not an oppressor. The devil is an oppressor. When one young man walked up to me years ago, a couple of years ago, I went to preach at the NYSC orientation camp in the same. Very handsome guy, a copper. He said, sir, he said he had anxiety disorder. I said, what's the meaning of that? How does that operate? And then he went on and on and on and on and on and on. Very handsome looking dude. Came in from the east to serve here. He said, this devil is just a bastard. He's just a bad devil. Looks at a handsome boy like that. Just wants to destroy his life. He just likes to ruin anything good. That's the devil. When he's thinking, he's thinking about how to ruin. When he's looking at a family, he's looking at how to destroy that family. When he's looking at a life, the life of a Christian, he's looking at how to, how to destroy that life. And that's why you two have to be very rough with him. You have to be rough with him. You have to beat him. At his game. You resist him. And how do we do that? To, to sum submit ourselves to God and then resist the devil and he will flee from you. In part of submitting yourself to God is learning what God has packaged for you. You're a soldier going to war. You have been given arms and ammunition. And you have no clue how to use it. How do you overcome the enemy? You have been enlisted in the Nigerian army. Now we are supplying you AK-47. Have you ever shot one before? Have you shot a gun before? Have you shot a bullet? He said, no, sir. You have the weapon. But you have not been trained how to use it. It's as good as you not having it. I had the story of a young man who was attacked by an armed robber at a filling station. The armed robber had a gun, a pistol. But this young man was trained in martial arts. So while the guy pinned him down, he was able to overpower the guy and disarm him. When he disarmed him, he couldn't use the gun. It was obvious the, the, the robber saw that he, couldn't, he didn't know how to use it. And quickly got some of his guys together. They beat him up, got back the gun from him and shot him. Because he didn't know how to use it. The gifts of the spirit are for our empowerment. If you don't know how to use them, they will keep oppressing you as if you have not been gifted. As if you have not been empowered. Jesus said in Acts 1.8, but you shall receive what? Power. He said you shall receive linguistics. Mm. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I mean, I ask you tonight, has the Holy Ghost come upon you? So do you have power already? You do. How to, the channels of deploying the power are these channels. But many, many are ignorant. That's why Hosea 4.6 said, my people are destroyed, not because of the power of the devil, but for lack of knowledge. So in all you're getting, get wisdom, get understanding also. For the soul to be without knowledge is not good. Many don't know. May the Lord have mercy on them. And they don't make attempt to know. 
Many Christians today have become Sunday, Sunday Christians. You can't grow that way. God has to see the hunger in you. Then he will send the answer. When he sees the questions in your heart, then he will send the answer. When he sees the student in you, he will send the teachers in life. Tonight, I want to talk about something that is critical to our Christian faith. And many, many are not here. And these are the same people that will call, Pastor, I need your help. Pastor, I, 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 I saw something in a dream. This is how to deploy power. This is how to deploy it. It is well. Amen. The gift of faith is what I want to teach. And I'm not going to finish it today. I'm going to continue next week. Uh, I shared with us last week. So, for the benefit of those who need to know, the gifts are nine in number. You find all of them in 1 Corinthians 12 from verse 1 to 11. And they have been categorized into three. Three of them say something. Three of them do something. The, the, the last three reveal something. Out of the three that say something, we call them the gift of utterance. We have prophecy. We have diverse kinds of tongues. And then we have interpretation of tongues. Those are the three gifts that say something. Then we have three of them that do something. Number one of them is the gift of faith, which we are considering tonight. It is not just the general faith. I will repeat that. It is not just the general faith. It is called the gift of faith. It's called the gift of special faith. Number two next to it is the working of miracles. And number three in that series of the gift that do something is uh, the gifts of healings. Plural, plural. Gifts of healings. And then the last set, those are the gifts that reveal something. Number one, topmost among them, is the word of wisdom. Next to that is the word of knowledge. And then the last in that uh, subset is the descending of spirit. I've taught the three of them already. If you are not here, go and get the videos. They are there on YouTube. They are there on my Facebook page. And then they'll bless you. So, we are done with the gift that reveals something. Now we want to deal with the gift that do something. The gift that do something are also called the power gifts. So, the three of them have uh, maybe appellations, what I can call them. The gifts that say something are called the utterance gifts. The gifts that do something are called the power gifts. The gifts that reveal something are called the revelation gifts. Amen? All right. So, the gift that do something, and number one out of it is the gift of faith. Last week, let me do a quick recap. I told us that there are four different kinds of faith. Four. Now, many Christians don't know, and so they just treat faith as faith. Anyhow. And in, if you don't understand the different kinds of faith, it, it won't work for you the way it's supposed to work. And the reason is because you won't know how to position yourself to use which one per time. Faith is like prayer. There are different kinds of prayer. Some have categorized them into four different kinds of prayer. Some said it's five. Some said it's twelve. Whether it is four, five, or twelve, there are different kinds of prayer. So you don't use the same rule to engage all of them. Mm -mm. There are different rules of engagement. Prayer is like sports. In sports, you have football. Do you use the rule of football to play volleyball? In volleyball, you use your hands. Am I right? You throw it. In football, use your, your legs. That's like called football. Use your feet. Now, there's another one called basketball. Even though basketball is close to volleyball, but is it the same rule? 
There's a net somewhere where they throw the thing. I don't know what they call it. Or baskets. They throw it. Volleyball, there's a net in between. Even though volleyball looks like table tennis, can you use the rule of table tennis to play volleyball? Because in table tennis, you need what's called bat. Am I right about that? But in volleyball, there's no bat. You have to throw the ball. So these different sports have their different rules of engagement. In the same way, spiritual things are like that. Prayer. There are different kinds of prayer, so they have different rules of engagement. Faith. There are different types of faith, and so they have different rules of engagement. Number one is saving faith. That's found in Ephesians 2.8. It is by grace that you are saved, and that through faith. And for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. That is saving faith. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word, Romans 10, 17. That's why you get up on the bus and you preach the word of God. And you say, is anybody here that wants to give their life to Christ? They say, yes. Why? Because faith has come. As you preach the word, faith came with the word and then, boom, they got it. That's saving faith. Someone say saving faith. I've given you the scriptures for it. Ephesians 2, 8 and then Romans 10, 17. Number two is what I call the general faith. General faith. This one is for believers. Every believer has it. Every believer has general faith. Romans 12, 3. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. For I say, through the grace given to me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has given you the measure that you need. The measure of faith. This one, this general faith is like muscle. Every man has muscle. But whether you use it or not is a different kettle of fish. For those who go to the gym and exercise their muscle, you always see the difference. Those of us who go to the gym, you see the difference. But those of you who don't go to the gym, we also see the difference. Glory be to God. Because I'm going to the gym by faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm hitting the gym very soon. I've identified the one I want to go to. So it's just for me to go and make inquiry and then find time to go. Now, as you pump iron, you see the thing begins to come out. As you pump iron, it begins, is it there already? Yes. Every believer has faith. This general faith is the type that increases as you spend time in the word of God. As the believer makes time daily, makes time that my faith is important to me. So I must protect my time alone with God. My time in the word. As the word comes and comes and comes and comes, you are feeding that faith. You are feeding it fast. And when you are feeding your faith, you are starving your doubt. Are you getting what I'm saying now? As you increase, this one is an ever-increasing faith. That's why you should be a student of the word of God. To feed your spirit man. The number three type of faith is what is called the fruit of faith. Galatians 5.22 has a list. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. The King James translates it as faith. If you go to the original manuscript, written in Greek, it is called faithfulness. Faithfulness. Whether you call it faith or faithfulness, it is a fruit of the Spirit. So it's called the fruit of faith. Now, what does it do? It helps to build character in us, like the remaining fruit of the Spirit. There are nine of them. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, 
Yes, meekness, temperance. Come on now, scream. <laughs> Glory be to God. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. This fruit of the Spirit help you to develop Christian character. Long suffering, for example, will make you to suffer long. Somebody is just misbehaving around you and you, want to, you feel like slapping them. But long suffering, when it's in action, it's like patience. They work together. You are just suffering long. It doesn't mean suffering in sickness or suffering financial suffering. Mm, that's not what it means. Here. It is it's the fruit of the Spirit to help you to bear a situation without grumbling. You, you know some people are very, very blessed. Very nasty, very unlovable, but you have to love them. Long suffering is one of the traits you need to love the unlovable. You, you are greeting somebody, they don't answer you. You keep greeting, they don't answer. Ah, your flesh will tell you now, why am I greeting? Amen! Good riddance to bad rubbish. But long, long suffering, you say, suffer small. Suffer long, suffer long. Are you getting what I'm saying now? There's peace also. The peace of God that passes all human understanding is there. Love is there. Fruit of the Spirit. Joy is there. The fruit of the Spirit. You are not always happy. Nobody's happy every time. But you can always have joy. You always have joy as a believer. It's a constant. Your joy is a constant. And if you dip into that joy, you can produce happiness from the joy. Because it is with joy we draw water from the wells of salvation. Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10 says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. Can I have an amen to that? So you can wake up in the morning feeling blue and depressed and all of that, but you cannot be depressed. You're a child of God. You rejoice. You make yourself rejoice because there's joy in you. Tap into the joy in you. It's, it's in the reservoir of your spirit. You go in there and bring it out. There are days I don't feel like singing, but I sing all the time. There are days I don't feel like talking to anybody. I just want to be in my own world. But what will that do for you? How much can that help you? Nothing. So reach into your spirit, man. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Worship the Lord. And then tap into joy. All these fruits, nine of them, they help to develop character in you. So one of them is faith. It is called the fruit of faith. That one helps you to develop character. It's different from what we are talking about tonight. The last type of faith is the one we are talking about tonight. And that is the gift of special faith. Somebody said the gift of special faith. I don't know if my media team has Weymouth New Testament of the Bible. Weymouth New Testament. I don't know if we purchased it that time. I'm not sure. That one actually uh, calls it, in very direct terms, the gift of special faith. The gift of special faith. Uh, that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 8. 1 Corinthians 12. I'm not reading that text tonight. We have read it time and time again because of my time. Verse 8 says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit. Verse 9, to another faith, by the same Spirit. To another the gift of healing, by the same Spirit. Now, maybe I should say this now very quickly. Now, some people think this faith, as listed here, is saying that not everybody has faith. That is not every believer has faith. Because he said to another faith. No. He's talking about the gift of special faith. Which not everybody has. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because it's an impartation of the Holy Spirit. And according to the scripture. This very chapter that we're reading. In verse 11. He said but all this worketh that one and the self same spirit. Dividing to every man severally as he will. It is the Holy Spirit that distributes these gifts. These nine of them. 
you can covet them, you can desire them, is the one that gives to every man what he wants to impart for your mission, for your assignment, for your ministry. So not every Christian has this gift of special faith. But every Christian has faith, general faith. Is that clear? Is that clear? The first time I heard it was from Eri's mom. I'm sure she will not even remember. We had a meeting somewhere in Budija, and we're talking, we're having a discussion, it was Saturday morning, and we're talking about these gifts. And I thought, well, everybody has faith. She said, some people have the gift of faith, oh, special faith. I said, that sounded strange to me. Really, ma? Professor Moreno Kiji. Yeah, are you sure, ma? Me, my mother? Special faith. Then she gave instances. There was a particular person that was billed for surgery and the surgery wasn't going to go well. But this particular person that was standing in the gap for them decreed that everything would be fine. Maybe that the person would not even need surgery or two. Something positive happened. Whether they had the surgery and were successful or they didn't even have surgery and the person was fine. She was telling me that. I said, eh? So that aroused my curiosity because I'm a very good student and I'm a very good listener. When you say something around me that, that, that sounds strange, I've not, I've not heard before, I don't throw it away. I put it down somewhere. It might take me one year. I'm still researching that subject. Now I know. So when you get to him, tell mommy that I said thank you. I wasn't a pastor. I was just one bro. I was in drama ministry and I was in counseling at the time. So we had one meeting somewhere in Budja. I didn't throw it away. This was over 10 years ago. My God, how can some people have the gift of special faith? Now I know. And guess what? God is not partial. But he's looking at your heart. Are you, are, you, are you that desirous? Do you covet it? No, you don't care. Many Christians don't care. Just go to church. Such Christians don't grow. They don't amount to anything. They are just bankujo. They add to the church. And in many, many churches where you see the whole place is filled up. 1,000, 10,000. How many people are manifesting these gifts? Most people are in church for miracle. Miracle, oh, miracle. They don't care about the God of the miracles. And you see, when they begin to talk, people say, well, is he everybody that has faith? Is he everybody that speaks in tongues? I've ministered to some people before. Catholic. I said, my own gift is dream. I dream. That's my gift. So I don't speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is your own gift. Ah, I took up one Catholic woman like that many years ago, and she showed me the scripture. And because now, the, what I know now, I didn't know then. So I was shocked. Uh -uh. Paul the Apostle, why did you write this one down now? I will explain it to you tonight. And then I'll move on. She said, as you're looking at me, my own gift is dream. Oh, when I dream like this, it, it, it happens. Among the nine gifts of the Spirit. Where did you see dream there? There's no dream. It's not a gift of the Spirit. However, the word of wisdom can manifest itself in a dream. The word of knowledge can come in the form of a dream. But a dream is not a gift of the Spirit. Everybody dreams. Sometimes very useless dreams. When you go hungry to bed, you will dream. You will eat in the, in, the, in the dream. When you are too full, you will dream. You are running around. That's when you feel like win-win. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Now, in that same chapter, you see, Paul, the apostle here, was talking about the gift of special faith. 
special faith, which not everybody has. So later in that chapter, he was now asking from verse 27. Let's read it down. He said, now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Now, verse 29, are all apostles? Expression has answered my question. Answer the question of Apostle Paul. Are all apostles? No. Obviously, no. We are not all apostles. Next. Are all prophets? I want to hear you now. No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Now. Have all the gifts of healings? Do we all have it? No. <laughs> now. Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? This is where they now say, Paul asked, do all speak with tongues? So if I don't speak in tongues, it's not my gift. My own gift is dreaming. No. Speaking in tongues that he's talking about here is not the same as Mark 16, 17. And this signs shall follow them that believe. Do you believe? He said, yes. In my name they shall cast out devils and they shall speak in new tongues. Every believer should speak with tongues. The one he's talking about here is the gift of what is called the diverse kind of tongues, which he had mentioned earlier. Are you getting what I'm saying now? It's dangerous to take a scripture out of context and start explaining it. You should look at where he's coming from and where he's going to. So when Paul asked there, do all speak in tongues, he was talking about the diverse kind of tongues and not all of us manifest that gift. Because it is the Holy Spirit that distributes to every man as he wills, as he wills. Do you understand that now? That's why immediately Paul asked, do all interpret? Because, you know, after that, diverse kind of tongues, what's the next gift, utterance gift? Interpretation of tongues. Do all interpret? No. Have all the gift of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Then in verse 31, he said, but covet endlessly the best gifts. And yet, I show you a more excellent way. What is the best gift? What is the best gift out of the nine gifts? Somebody says it's faith. Somebody says it's working of miracles. What is the best gift? The best gift is the gift you need now. You need at this moment. Somebody is about to die. The doctor said, well, we can't help anymore. We put him on oxygen. He has about two hours to live. <laughs> Somebody walks in with the gift of faith and the working of miracles and the gifts of healings. They can reverse that. So no, no, you're not going to die. In the name of Jesus. Or maybe the person has even died. I will show you that one next week. Under the gift of faith. If somebody has the gift of faith. The gift of special faith. They can bring them back to life. But these gifts most times don't work in isolation. They work together. Like I gave an example last week. If somebody broke their neck. In an accident and then they died. You would need at least three of those gifts to work. To bring the person back to life, to receive that soul back to life, you need the gift of faith. 
The gift of faith receives miracles. It doesn't do. It receives. It doesn't do miracles. It doesn't work miracles. It receives miracles. Did you get what I said tonight? The gift of faith does not work miracles. It receives miracles. So to receive that person back from the realm of the spirit, to get into that body, you need the gift of faith. Now, to now make the person come alive. <laughs> because when somebody has died, it takes a miracle to raise a dead person back to life. That's a miracle, you know. You need the working of miracles. Now, the person is alive. The spirit has entered the body. The person is now alive. He has opened his eyes. But I assure you, if the gifts of healings does not go into action, that person will die again. Permit me to say he will die back. Because that broken neck has to be healed. The blood flowing through the nose has to stop. Internal bleeding has to be corrected. And then the person will now live a normal life. So you now have three gifts working together. The gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healings. And many, many times, they work together. But it's not only for healing, guys. I will show you tonight, by the grace of God, I hope we get there. It is also in financial realms. It is also for provision. The economy of Nigeria now requires that you people have the gift of the Spirit. I'm telling you now. And you see the people who are at the bottom of the economy. Economy is sitting on top of them. They are not in church. Many Christians have turned themselves to beggars. Eh, I need help. Eh, I, you don't need help. You need the gift of the Spirit. Elijah the Tishbite decreed a famine in the land. There was famine. There was no food anywhere. No money to buy anything. No food to buy. But by the gift of faith, through the period of the famine, he was supplied regularly. I'll show you the scripture tonight. He was supplied constantly. Ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, bread and flesh in the evening. Go to the English language. Type the meaning of the word ravenous. When they say somebody is ravenous or they call somebody a ravenous bird, a ravenous bird is a gluten. They will eat anything. The bird that eats anything, God sent it to deliver food to Elijah. Why didn't the bed eat the food on the way? The gift of special faith. It will bring, it will make you receive a miracle in a dry land. They say in Badon, it's not productive. Nobody's doing business in Badon. You will be in the Badon and you'll be successful. You'll be in the Badon. They'll be giving you jobs from UAE, from the UK, from the US. You'll be in the Badon. You are paying small rent and you are getting big jobs. It receives miracles. Is a gift you must have. Oh. Don't turn yourself to beggy beggy. I understand there are times in our life when we have needs, and then for some for a while you can lean on the brother, lean on the sister, but hey, lean on me. Around Romeo. After some time, they'll begin to dodge your call. Oh. May you not get to that position in the name of Jesus. May you dip your hand in your pocket and be a blessing to other people. Can I have an amen? Who tells you that because the economy is experiencing a downturn, you have to experience a downturn? What happened to Psalm 37 verse 19? They will not be ashamed in the evil time. Even in famine. They will be abundantly supplied. In the NLT, it says they will not be disgraced in hard times. These are hard times in Nigeria. 
don't know who is on the system. Psalm 37, verse 19. New Living Translation. I'm no, no, no more in First Corinthians. I've moved. They shall not be ashamed in the time. That's KJV. Give me NLT now. Thank you. Even in family, we have more than enough. Yeah. Now, look at NLT. They will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. This is the time of famine. And God said they will have more than enough. But do you have the gift of faith? To make this a reality. For you to receive more than enough. People are receiving more than enough. Don't, don't buy the lie. Eh? Is everybody, everybody is feeling it. Everybody is under it. Every, not everybody else. What happened to Psalm 37 verse 25? I've been young. Now I'm getting older. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor seen begging bread. You will not beg bread in the name of Jesus. Let me teach you now the gift of special faith. Now I want to teach you. Hallelujah. You, 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 you like this gift? What is the gift of special faith? It is a supernatural manifestation of the spirit to receive a miracle. I said it last week. It doesn't work miracles, it receives miracles. The gift of faith is a supernatural endowment. I'm giving you another definition. Because I'm a, I'm a teacher now. The gift of faith is a supernatural endowment by the Spirit, whereby that which is uttered or desired by man or spoken by God shall eventually come to pass. I'm very fast. I'll take it again. The gift of faith is a supernatural endowment by the Spirit, whereby that which is uttered, U-T-T-E-R-E-D. Americans say uttered. Which is uttered, but it's not uttered, it is uttered. <laughs> which is uttered, that is spoken, or desired by man, M-A-N, or desired by man. Hey, my man, how you doing, man? Or spoken by God to eventually come to pass, shall eventually come to pass. Now listen, the gift of faith is different from the gift of working of miracles. Although both gifts produce miracles. When they work together, they produce miracles, but they are different. What is the difference? The gift of working of miracles is active. It does or works miracles, just like the name, working of miracles, is a gift. Get it? It's not a verb. It's not a sentence. It's a gift. Working of miracles. It is active. It works miracles. It produces miracles. It does miracles. It performs miracles. But the gift of faith is passive. What does that mean? It doesn't work it, but it receives it. It receives miracles. So one does it, the other receives it. And many times you need both of them in action. May you find them in expression in your life in the name of Jesus. Two things to note. Number one, when the gift of faith is in operation, 
whatever is spoken or decreed or desired by the individual being used in this gift will come to pass. Very dangerous. Mm. I'll say it again. When the gift of faith is in operation, when the gift of faith is in operation, whatever is spoken or decreed or even desired by the individual being used in this gift will come to pass. Listen, whether it be an utterance by God or man, whether it be a miracle, whether assurance, whether curse or blessing, curse or blessing. That's why young people need to be, you need to be very, 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 very careful. Curse or blessing. Creation or destruction. Removal or alteration. That is to alter something. It will ultimately come when it has been spoken by this gift of faith. So you can, when somebody is operating this gift, if they make a decree, it will come to pass. Positive or negative? Negative works faster sometimes. You know why? Because the devil is already waiting for you to empower him to destroy you. So when we speak even negative over ourselves, it happens like that. Because the devil is waiting, waiting, waiting. He cannot attack you unless you give him the bullet to attack you. Your words that you speak, that's what you give him as your bullet. How come I confess positive? It doesn't happen immediately. It will happen, no. But it will take time. Because that word will war. It will war in the realm of the spirit. Against principalities and powers. Against the rulers of darkness of this present world. And then eventually bring the result to you. I remember in this church, part of our confession some years ago was that there's a line that says, I will never, ever, never, 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 ever, 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 ever be put to shame. And I got that from Psalm 34, verse 5. The Bible said they looked to him and they were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. Because I hate shame in my life. I hate shame. Anything that can bring shame. Like landlord comes and then they eject you. Why, why, why should they eject a born again child of God? You are the only one in class that has not paid school fees. And then they ask you to stand out. You can't write exam with the others. Why? Why? Oh, you are having a wedding and then food finishes at your wedding. Out of 1,000 guests, only 200 got food. Shame. People will talk now. When well, you know you can't feed anybody, why, 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 do you, why do you say you want to marry? Why do you call us? They will talk. So I don't like shame. So I put that under the influence of the Holy Ghost. I put the scripture, then I put that confession. A young man was walking down the road one Sunday morning. He, was, he said he was just wandering about aimlessly. His life was in disarray. A young lawyer, and he had done business. He lost all the money in business. He lost everything. And Sunday morning, he said he was just wandering, just walking down this Mokala road. And then got to our junction. Nobody invited him to church. He just saw the signage, the stone church. So he walked in. And instead of going to the other church, this is the first church he found. He walked in here. And it was confession time. And in those days, the way we used to confess, people would be running all over the place like this. So we started confessing. Then when we got to that point, you know, that, for those who were here then, I used to hammer that point. I will never, because I'll, every time I say it, I'm saying it from my spirit. People might think it's just emphasis. Pastor Fred is just putting energy. No, I'm saying it from my spirit. Because I hate shame. I will never, ever, 
When I'm saying never ever, I'm looking at 100 years time, 2,000 years time. It must not happen. It must never. It must not happen now. It must not happen tomorrow. It must not happen five years time. It must never happen in my lineage, in my entire generation. My children, my children's children, their own children's children if Christ has not come. So he said we're emphasizing never, ever, never, 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 ever, ever, ever be put to shame. He said it. That, that got to him. He caught that light. Ah! He got a copy of the confession. He said, looking at the scripture there, started meditating. Long story short, out of the blues, somebody called him from Akwaibom. Sponsored him in UI for his master's in law. What do you want to do now with your life? I want to go back to school. I want to do master's, but there's no money. I, when he joined this church, I thought he was an estate agent. God forgive me. He used to come with one bag. He would carry one bag like this. Some of you know the brother. His shoes were always dirty. So I used to think maybe he had walked all over Ibadan looking for uh, room and parlor to let. Well, uh, can you call to let? You know those kind of people. I didn't know he was a lawyer. I never heard him speak. The day I heard him speak, I said, my God, this guy is so intelligent. I never knew. He was just there. Looking like a, like, like a village man. So what did God do? Somebody called him and said, what do you want to do now with your life? He said, I want to go to school, but I don't have money. He got sponsorship for his master's in law in UI. He finished with, I think, PhD grade in his master's. And they, they, they told him, I want to now sponsor you for PhD. He said, no, I don't want PhD yet. Please, I want to work small. He was the one that said, no, I don't want PhD yet. I want, I want to make some money. And God began to open doors for him. I saw that his dressing began to change in church. One day, I, I spoke with him. I said, bro, how are you doing? He said, fine, sir. I said, I just want to greet you, sir. Very respectful guy. Obviously, if you look at him, he's not the age mate of most people here. But very respectful, sir. He used to wear a cap. Then he removed the cap. Ah, I said, they've done construction on the head of this young man. So we started talking, and then he told me he's a lawyer. I said, what? You're a lawyer? I couldn't tell him what I, what I thought he was. We became friends. He began to share testimony with me. From time to time, chapter to chapter, God began to open up his life. One day, I was driving to another part of town, very far from here, in the company of some of my friends. We got into a filling station to buy some gas, and then I had the, the radio from the speaker. I had somebody speaking. He was a lawyer. He was speaking about property and how to invest in Nigeria and how to do to register your company. And they were asking him questions, and the guy was answering intelligently. I said, Ah, ah, who is this guy? This guy's smart. I like this kind of lawyer. And we were there towards the end of the program. So by the end of the program, he mentioned it. I said, Ah, that's my church member. <laughs> that's my church member. That's how the word of God can take somebody from the from the grassroots and take it to limelight. When the gifts are in operation. Recently, we didn't hear from him anymore. He, of course, graduated to the other church. They, everybody was worried. His lives were not going through. I called him. I couldn't get through. Then he showed up in church. I said, ah, where have you been now? Uh, I even want to show you one of your sisters from your side. Who is also a lawyer. Beautiful. Who knows? But I just want to show. I just want, to, I want, I just want them to meet each other. That's all. I don't know whether the first time I came to Nigeria, maybe I was born in Akwaibom. I just like Akwaibom. I've never been there. I just like I don't like the name Akwaibom. And then you hear names like uh, Ikotepene, Ikotabasi. Eh, 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 eh. There's one popular place there. Eket. Eket. Anyways, 
So he told me he was robbed in Lagos, this, that, 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 something happened. You know, these boys that rob people with laptops and all. I was pitying him, and then he was in the hospital and all of that. He said, but sir, don't pity me. A miracle happened. He said, in the midst of that, he was in the hospital. On the hospital bed, he got a lecturing job in a university. On the hospital bed. They said, we've been trying to reach you. We've been trying to reach you. They should have given the appointment to someone else. And somebody said, no, it's that guy. I don't like him. They will just like you. <laughs> and at the same time, he was holding down another job. Another job showed up. I, I said, how do you cope now? With he said, ah, Pastor, I cope with it. I cope. They don't disturb each other. In Nigeria today, if you can do four jobs, you better do it. On my birthday, on Friday, I just saw a lot. Bam, bam. I said, ah, who is this? Who is it? It was a little fine boy. From a guy who walked in, hopeless, disgruntled. The gift of faith works many, many times with your utterance. What are you saying? I just told you now, once it is decreed by anybody operating that gift, it will come to pass. I'm still waiting for more testimonies. I love it when Jesus brings me to this church. Look, I, I'm not an elitist. Who wants a church where people are just speaking phonetics? You know, hello, everybody, praise the Lord. Oh, you don't speak phonetics. We can't give you a microphone to lead prayer. No. In this church, I like it when people come raw, dirty. Like the people that went to David in the cave, Adulam. They were distressed. They were owing. This young man was owing. He said he did business. Everything went awry. Today, he is able to bless other people with money, including his pastor. I like that. I like it when I see Jesus transform people from the drags. And put them in the palaces. I love it. The other side of the gift of faith. Where you, all of you young people need to be very careful. Anybody operating this gift. If he blesses you, you are blessed. If he causes you, you are cursed. You remember? The patriarchs used this gift. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob's soul was very expressed. It was very explicit in the Bible. Genesis 47. When he crossed the hand on Ephraim and Manasseh, that day he set Ephraim before Manasseh. Ephraim, the younger brother, became the older brother by the gift of faith. Genesis 48, he invited the 12 tribes of Israel, his children. Reuben, you are my firstborn. The beginning of my strength. The beginning of excellency. The guy was feeling cold. Unstable as waters, you shall not excel. Everybody chooses. Chineke. What is this? Unstable as what that thou shall not excel. Go, give me the, the previous verse. Verse 3. Look at the way he started. In verse 3. He said, Reuben, thou art my firstborn. The guy said, yes. Big chest. Big muscle. Triceps, biceps. Big guy. <laughs> Big beer, beer. My might. He said, yes, I'm the might of my father. <laughs> I'm the beginning of my strength. Yes, I'm the beginning. I'm the beginning. I don't know if I'm the end. The excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Oh, yes. He felt cool. But the next few words tore him to shreds. Verse 4. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Because thou, he gave the reason. He said, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, 
then defiled thou it. He went up to my couch. He told the, the other brothers. When he said that last phrase, he wasn't looking at Reuben anymore. He was looking at the brothers. He was informing them. He went up to my couch. He had waited for 40 years for this guy to come and repent. He didn't come back. He slept with Bilhah. Bilhah was one of the concubines of Jacob, the father. No woman in town again. It's your father's concubine. Where your father is resting. You do you want to go and rest there? Come on, come on. The Yorubas called them Omoabi, Pabe, Ruben. The day of blessing became a day of cursing for him. Be careful, young people. Young men looking for money. There are many women out there, sugar mummies. They will woo you. Say, I'm fine for you. I told you, I'll take care of you. Hey, run for your life. Somebody's servicing her, her husband. Then you too, you want to be assistant husband. God doesn't bless her, Joe. Run. The same thing for ladies. A married man is saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Run, no. Run, no. The gift of faith. That's the, that's the dicey part of it. If it's blessing, the blessing will stay. If it's the cause, it will stay. Let me move very quickly. I can't go too far tonight because of time. But are, are you being blessed? I'm speaking very fast tonight. You see, my, my speed is a little higher because I want to cover much ground, but it doesn't seem I can do much. Um, number two thing that I wanted to note. I said two things to note. Number one, I've told you already, when the gift is in operation, whatever is spoken or desired by the individual that is being used in this gift will come to pass. Number two, the working of miracles is more of an action. And the gift of faith is more of a process. You must learn this as you grow. The working of miracles is more of an action. While the gift of faith is more of a process. I think it was Smith Wigglesworth. They said, told a man who had no legs. A crippled man. He told him, go and buy shoes. Go and buy shoes. A man that had no feet. He went to a shoe store immediately. He said, he wanted shoes. The attendant looked at him. <laughs> he laughed. <laughs> Which leg? He now asked him, what size? He said, I think he had size nine. He said size nine. He had no legs, no feet. And they brought him size nine. And as he held it like this, like he wanted to wear shoes, his leg, the right leg grew. He wore the second, the left leg grew. That's the walking of miracles. It's an action. These things are real. Some of these uh, 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 miracles are documented. Go and follow the ministry of Charles and Francis Hunter. Those ones, they were specialists in growing legs. They will grow your leg. If your leg is one pamurege giga, they will grow those, the two of them into the same size. If one, they can even grow it to be longer than the other one, then they will tell you to go back. Are these gifts gone? No, they are still here. But where are the people converting them? They are rather watching Bibi Niger. There are some things that Samuel Olabangi has warned me. I cannot say again from the pulpit. I would have, I would have, I would have blasted some people from here. If you are a Christian, you are a born again Christian, and you are a member of this church. I don't know about other churches, but this church, and you are watching Bibi Niger, you are a goat. 
Is it because Samuel has warned me? So I did not say what I normally would have said. You are a goat. I was with some people some time ago in, a, in, in, their, in their home, in their apartment, and they were watching Bibi Niger. I said, What is this? They said, Bibi Niger. I said, You are Christian. They said, Yes. Say, Pastor, it doesn't matter. It's just for entertainment. Entertainment! Where they are having sex on national TV, international TV. They go to bathroom and they show their breasts, the women, on the, because I've seen it before. Come back, Padimo. Not in my life. They already know my house. My wife knows me. She can't even try it. They can't even go there. No, they, you can't bring the devil into my house. Because when you are watching that thing in your house, you have invited them to sit down and be enjoying TV with you. And the devil doesn't come empty-handed. Like God doesn't come empty-handed. The bad thing about the devil is that it doesn't go easy. How can you be watching such an ungodly show? Blow job like this. Under the sheet. Yes, having sex. You can see the body movement. Under the sheet. And somebody called a Christian will even go and apply. Let them call you one billion the prize. The price of the blood of Jesus is more than that. It's a slap on our Christianity. So even though that there are some Christians that are involved in the, in, the, in, the, in the sponsoring of these shows, they are not Christians. They bear Christian names. They have not met Christ. If Christ were here physically, would they approve of such a show? People have sex already, we know. People are struggling with sin, we know. But now you are even making it public and legalizing it. I saw one some time ago, years ago. I didn't watch it, but I was getting updates. I was hearing things that were going on. So I saw a, a clip where people gathered together to pray for a boy to win. And I wondered the God they were praying to. They were mentioning the boy's name. I can't remember his name now. The Father, in the name of Jesus, our son, in Bibi Niger, Lord, let him. If it were the God of the Old Testament. For God to put a seal of approval on immorality. I don't care where this video gets to. If they put me on national TV, I will say this. And I would call the people organizing it goats. You may have money. Come and arrest me. You are, go you are, you are, you are devilish. The devil put the idea in somebody's mind. Somebody says, ah, pastor, it's a multi-billion enterprise. Says, oh, your mouth is smelling. Multi-billion enterprise. I know because the text people send, they are making money from those text messages. So it's about the money, but no, it's about the devil that put the idea in somebody's mind. I don't have time for that. I want, give me, give me the gift of the spirit, please. People are dying in the hospitals. People are dying. 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 We, they need help. Let's be intentional about our Christian lives. Let's be intentional. Be intentional about your music. Be intentional about the way you dress. Be intentional about reading the Bible. Be intentional about coveting the gifts of the Spirit. Let them call you a fanatic. Yes, you are. Many of you have never been in your life accused of being a fanatic or being over-spiritual. You haven't started until they accuse you. Yeah, now only you be Christian. We speak to a Christian. I go to church. I don't know what church to go to. Let them accuse you. It means your Christianity is affecting them. Don't go to her. She will not agree. Let all of us just sign it here and collect the money. Collect your money. 
They believe their life is about money. Collect your money. The devil collect your soul. But that girl I ask you, you should not go do, you should not go join. Let them know that you are standing for something. If you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. See, I'm a lady, I'm going to keep my virginity till I get married. Uh, that's not popular anymore. Who they, uh, but don't worry, it's not about who they. This is my life. It's what I believe in. It's what I stand for. I'm very radical. You know, me, I don't care. Let them come and arrest me tonight. We preach in jail now. Praise God. The gift of working of miracles performs a miracle. Whereas the gift of faith receives a miracle. Is that settled tonight? You know why this happens? This is because the working of miracles, listen to this, we are writing, write it down. I'm stopping now. The working of miracles utilizes faith which actively works a miracle. But the gift of faith utilizes faith which passively expects a miracle. Let me say it again. This is because the working of miracles utilizes faith which actively works a miracle. It actively produces, it works a miracle. But the gift of faith utilizes faith which passively, passively expects a miracle. It could be a miracle, a prolonged or an ongoing miracle. That's what the gift of faith expects. Expects passively a miracle, a prolonged miracle, or an ongoing miracle. Also, when the gift of faith is in operation, the believed for miracle may not manifest immediately. It may manifest over a long period of time. Let me stop there. But let me say that again. When the gift of faith is in operation, the miracle you are believing God for might not happen immediately. It usually would take time. This is where you should not abort the process. Don't forget, the working of miracles is an action. Most times. But the gift of faith, the gift of faith is a process. So, it may take time. I'll give you an example, Reverend George Adeboe. I listened to one of his messages a few days ago. Got born again in 1981, I think. Got into the ministry in 1982 or 83. And from that he began to believe God for a Mercedes Benz. And from that time he had a scooter in the morning. He was believing God, believing God, believing God, believing God, believing God. One day he was riding his motorcycle on the whole quarter of the morning. And he was fantasizing in his mind how he will be riding his Mercedes when it arrives. He had forgotten it was a scooter. Vespa. As he turned the steering, he just landed on the floor. Bah! With his bomb bomb on the floor. He said a scripture popped out of his mouth. The, you know it's a mobile Bible. When he landed on the floor, a scripture popped out of his mouth. He said, surely there's an end and the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. Year one, no Mercedes Benz. Year two, no Mercedes Benz. Year three, no Mercedes Benz. Year four, no Mercedes Benz. Year five, no Mercedes Benz. He said one year, he now decided to buy a key. He bought a key. The key looked like a car key. I think I've done something like that before. When I didn't have a car, I just wanted a key that looks like a car key. You know some wardrobe key, they look like a key. 
and he tied it to the, to the other keys and he would put it, he would tie it to his trouser like this. And someone said, are you mobile? He said, yes. But it will soon manifest. Uh-uh. That key looks like, yes, I'm mobile. It will soon manifest. Ten years later was when somebody brought in a Mercedes Benz. Now he didn't bring him. The person took him to Lagos and said, point. Whichever you like. Yeah. And he saw one Mercedes Benz 230E. He was believing God for Mercedes Benz 200. Now, this has been 10 years. This is an improved version of it. He said, Lord, but this is 230. He said, God told him, 30 has a significance. He said, but it was 200. He said, 30 is the age of maturity. At 30, some, uh, 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 Joseph became prime minister. At th- so, God gave him revelation. He said, so, so that 30 is an addition to the 200 you have. You have for 200, I've given you 230. He said, but sir, what is the E that is at the back? God said, extra. So when it comes late, it comes as the latest. God gives you the latest version. Are you getting what I'm saying? God, iPhone, 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 iPhone 10, iPhone 10, iPhone 10. Five years does not show up. iPhone 10 in five years' time. Will it still be relevant? So he will give you the latest. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I know that they, there are some cars I've told God that I like, that I want. They have not manifested yet, but I know they will manifest. Because the gift of faith receives a miracle, but it will take time. But now I'm telling God, I don't want just the gift of faith, because I know it works in me. I want the working of miracles now. I want that one. Because you see, while the gift of faith receives it, working of miracles works its papa, it will collapse time. So that that which faith has received, working of miracles will help to manifest it and deliver it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, we, we've been believing God now for some time now for our sound, our equipment. Sound equipment. We put banner here, Tony and crew, and, and his crew, they did banners. One year, nobody gave us anything. The second year, I think second year was when it was even my birthday. I told them, remove this thing. Remove it. Nobody gave us money. At that time, they will come, they will have a service here, they will see the banner. Every Wednesday, they will see the banner. No, but I was thinking, Lord, so you use that woman, that woman, that woman. During prayer time, I wink at God. God, God, you know now, I don't need to pray again. Use that woman. The woman can just write us a check. One woman. God, what about that man, that man, that man, that man? He's a billionaire. Nobody. The people say, take 10,000. They say, what's the cheapest item here? So, out of frustration, I told the guys, oh yeah, so they folded the banner, they put it somewhere. When it was my birthday, they used the stand to do banner for my birthday. After a while, I told them, I begged them, please remove my, my birthday is gone. It's almost one year now. I was 40 then, then I was almost 41. Please remove it. Then one young man, when we started done service, you know God has a way of working. He put that thing in my spirit. I didn't want it done service. It's not easy to preach two services. One Sunday. And I would still talk, 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 one young man came to our dawn service. He never came to second service. Dawn service. He came to see me after service. After the dawn service, before second service in my office. Uh, Pastor, I'm doing this work for a company in America, but I want a direct job. Because this one, we have to go through an agent. And those agents, they, they, they take, they collect our money. So they give us peanuts. The peanut is still good, but, you know, compared to Nigerian economy. But if I can get direct, Pastor, it would be nice. I say, eh? 
What do you want me to do now? I said, I want you to agree with me. Pray for me, sir. I said, pray for you. Oh, yeah. Lord, direct. Direct. We are done praying. He said, Pastor, um, I don't know if there's anything that you need. Any, me, personally? No. Then maybe what about church? I said, yeah, church, yes. We have sound equipment want to buy. He said, so can you give me an idea? I said, ah, the most expensive of them is the subwoofer speaker. Because I don't like when our choir, when they're singing, we don't have subwoofer to bring out the, the beauty of their voices. This we can sing. He said, so sir, how much is it? As of that time, the sound prince subwoofer that I wanted to buy was 600000 So I told him, I said, that's the highest. But there are other things we need to buy. They are smaller, 100000 200000 etc., etc. Microphone, we just bought some. We need to buy more. He said, okay, sir. Um, which account, sir? Can I have your account? I said, no, you can't have my account. You have the church account. He said, okay, sir. So I gave him church account. I said, the same account we use for offering. He said, oh, okay, sir. And he left. Before I came in for the second service, 500,000 era landed in our church account. So to buy the subwoofer was just 100,000 short. I'd never seen that kind of money in my life. In ministry. In ministry. If you see our offering on Sunday, you will shake your head. It's pitiful. When you open the envelope like this, the polymer will fly out. Murai, Akitab, and the rest of them that count money. For like, they know what I'm talking about. Polymer, 20 naira, 5 naira, 10 naira. It flies. When you see some envelope very flat, you say, Lord, what is this? Is it the shifts? You know, the Bible said, the eat that goeth for bearing the shifts shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. <laughs> Psalm 126. But you know what? I always pray for this church. That God will make millionaires out of this place. I'm not praying to God to send me millionaires from outside. No, God should make my people millionaires. That was how we got 500,000. Our account shook. It had never received that kind of money. One lump sum. Of course, when we do our convention, we always spend 1.2 million, 1.5 million. We always spend over a million. But we don't have the money as a lump sum. So for the first time, the account shook like this. Ah, ah. I came in for the second service, preached like house of fire. You didn't know why. Then a blaze was coming. It was towards a blaze last year. I raised pledges, raised everything. I raised all I could raise. Almost raised the dead self. But money didn't come. So I told senior pastor, I said, sir, this is the miracle God did do. Can we use the money for a blaze? He said, why not? It's for God's work. So I called the young man. I said, young man, in case you come to church, you don't see the if you have not seen the subwoofer, don't think that pastor spend your money. I don't spend somebody's money. Oh. We want to spend it for a blaze. Ah, yes, sir, yes, sir. Very respectful, young man. Very respectful. You even know. Ah, yes, sir, yes, sir. No problem. For God's word, no, no, no problem, sir. The young man says, sir, can I change the screen of the church? I said, don't change it yet. This is the year of building your church. We need money to do something. Say, hey, I'm the one delaying him now. We would have bought screens. Bigger TV screens. I said, mm -mm. Keep the money. Don't give it to me. Don't hold it. Don't spend it. Though. Who could have done that? Then I ran to senior person and I told him, you know what he told me? He said, that means your faith is still in action. I said, Pastor, honestly, I thought I gave up on that thing. He said, no, your faith is still in action. So there are times that when you operate the gift of faith, you might even think that you are no longer in faith, but you are still in faith. Your faith is still working. Because it sets a process in motion. It happens in the 
case of healing too. You might be praying to God for somebody to get healed and you're not seeing results. Love, this is not working. Ah! The moment you say it is not working, it stops working. But if you stand by faith, gradually, 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 it will come. That was how we spent that 500,000 last year. I said, Lord, don't put us to shame. You have never put anybody to shame before. Don't put us to shame. God, do, God, do. We must buy some bufa. We must buy. We must. I can't tell this young man to give me money again for some bufa. The last Sunday in May this year, those of you that were here, you remember in the month of May, I spoke about the power of the prophetic blessing. Second service towards the end, as I was about blessing the church, releasing the blessing, sound went off upstairs. I didn't get angry. I knew that something must have gone wrong. Those guys, they don't like to tamper with my sound. So something must have gone wrong. I decided to channel my anger on the devil. So I was decreeing, decreeing. I was sweating. And oh, you were very good to me. Sound was out. That day, you remember, the fans were out. The lights were, everything went out. We were sweating here. And the people were saying, amen, amen, amen. I said, oh, very good. Was that May or June? Media, you should know what I preach every month. That must be May. It was May. After that second service, I went to my office. People came as usual. I prayed with the leaders. They left. I counseled people. At 2 p.m., I was left alone. My phone beeped. When I checked, it was a message from my Facebook messenger. I saw a name. I know the name. But till today, I've never met the person. I've never met him physically, but I know him by name. He said, hello, Pastor Elebe. I was watching the second service today. I discovered that the sound went off towards the end. Are you planning to fix the sound or to upgrade? Please fill me in with this need. This person I'm talking about is in the U.S., He's like a pastor, a leader in a redeemed church, and God has helped him. He's also a medical person. I won't mention the name because he has told me it must be kept anonymous. And I'm keeping it anonymous. I'm not mentioning the name now, so you don't know who I'm talking about. So I said, immediately I replied. I thanked him. I didn't even know he was online. You know when we're holding the service, you don't know he's online. Men, recently, somebody called me from the U.S. and was telling me that one day our, our sound went off. Then her cousin called her and said, what's going on now? What's going on? Pastor is preaching. The sound has gone off. Then she said to her cousin, hey, it is you people that God will use to fix our sound in Nigeria. So there's a young man that loves to collect my messages. I've never met him. He lives in the U.S. He's in the U.S. Army or so. So this man, I replied thanking him for his kind gesture. And I told him, well, we'll appreciate it. If your church over there wants to upgrade. Because in America, some of those churches upgrade equipment. The ones that they are not using anymore, you can ship them to us. We will, we will take it. I said, but locally, we have also made some search. And we have some equipment we want to buy. And we have the list. He said, okay, can you mail me the list and let me see? I said, okay, sir. Would you please punish me with your email address? And then he sent it. And then I contacted my media team. And they sent me Maybe another miracle is about to happen. And they sent me the list, so I mailed to him. And he told me, by the end of July, I give you 500,000. 
When that day came, I didn't remind him. My mind was not even there. I was in the meeting. My phone beeped. Could you please send me your account number? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll send the church account number. I sent the church account number. In two minutes, alert enters. I knelt down and worshiped God. The person that was with me that day I said, let's worship God together. Say, why is that? Let's worship God. <laughs> so we're on the way. Amen? The 500 we used last year is back. And God is also doing amazing things that I don't have the liberty to share with you yet. But with time, you get to know. In fact, when you begin to see results, you know. What is happening? The gift of faith. The gift of faith receives miracles. You people need to learn how to receive. It's not just to give, give, give. You must learn to receive. The gift of faith receives miracles. The working of miracles acts, performs, does, creates miracles. We need the two of them. So what I see now happening in my life and happening in the ministry is the gift of faith and the working of miracles. Working of miracles will add speed. While the gift of faith sets the process in motion and trying to receive, working of miracles will add speed. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Let's turn to our feet. Next week, I will teach you manifestations. Some manifestations of the gift of faith. Whether it is for supernatural blessing, or for personal protection, or for supernatural sustenance, that's provision which we all need now in Nigeria, or for raising the dead, the gift of faith. Raising the dead is one area we don't like to talk about. Yes, some of us are pray, 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 pray. The dead not rising, so we don't want to try it again. <laughs> but I tell you, it works. Amen. Father, we thank you and we honor you for your word. Thank you.